The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's been a long day. Grab a cold drink and step into the man cave. Your hosts, Ray Austin and J.D. Harris, are getting the discussion together, so it's sure to be an exciting hour of fun and talk. We want to hear from you, too, so get ready to speak your mind. We don't judge here. Now your hosts of The Man Cave, J.D. Harris and Ray Austin. Good afternoon, my fellow sports fans out there. Hi, how's everything going? This is Maurice Perry. I am riding solo today. J.D. is... uh chasing after uh hollywood dreams <laughs> today i think he's uh trying out for a spot in a commercial or a film so good luck to him with that uh but for now i'm just gonna steer this ship all by myself on this wonderful 24th day of february 2016 i hope everybody's doing good there's a couple of things i want to get into today uh The NFL season is over with, so a lot of attention is going to be turned to the NBA now. So there's a few things that I want to get into uh, with that. Uh, Also, very briefly, I want to cover uh, a few things in college basketball. I I haven't really been following too much, but there's some things that I want to talk about with that. Uh, Number one, Ben Simmons at LSU, and also, is there a true clear-cut favorite to win the title this year. And then I'm going to briefly uh, talk about the NFL. We have the combine coming up and uh, also some big news. Well, not necessarily big news. We all knew that RG3's uh, days in Washington were over. So I want to talk about that briefly. And I want to get into Tiger Woods for a few minutes. Uh, Hopefully I have time to uh, talk about him and the conflicting reports that have come out over the last two days about his health and well-being. And I want to, if if time permits, I want to talk about uh, the spring training and and Major League Baseball briefly uh, and some of that, what some of the odd makers had to say about that. But first and foremost, let's talk some NBA Uh, Last Thursday, the trade deadline came and went without any type of real significant moves whatsoever. It was actually a a dud, if if I might say so myself. Uh, I was expecting a couple of moves, uh, possibly. Uh, There there were some names that were floated around uh, weeks leading up to the trade deadline. You heard some rumblings about possibly Carmelo being shipped out because of uh, what they're, they may be trying to do in New York, especially with Fisher gone and them uh, possibly taking a different course of action in, in, with the Knicks organization. Then there was questions about Kevin Love. Uh, could he fit in? Uh, would he 
be happy in the long term, even though he just signed a multi-year deal with the Cavs uh, this offseason. But there was still a few rumblings about him being shipped out as well. And, of course, you had DeMarcus Cousins and whatever's going on in Sacramento. I don't I have I have no clue. But, you know, there was talk about him being shipped and uh, Blake Griffin after all of the uh, attention that he's garnered over the last few weeks with him uh, getting into a melee. Well, not necessarily melee. He just hit the trainer. Uh, so I don't, I don't think you can necessarily call that a melee, but there was some, uh, some talk about the Clippers actually shipping him off somewhere. And, and especially since, uh, the Clippers have been playing pretty good ball since he's been out with the, the fractured hand. And, and of course the, uh, the incident, uh, that I just, uh, referred to. And then in Houston, you had, uh, all of the, uh, circus surrounding uh, Dwight Howard and his on and off uh, sentiments regarding the team. I mean, it's it's the same playbill. You know, he wanted out of out of Orlando. He wanted to stay in Orlando. He wanted out out of the L.A. He wanted to stay with L.A. And now he's in Houston, and you know he he seems unhappy there also. So I mean, I I don't know, but. Uh, the fact of the matter is nobody took the opportunity to really get significantly significantly better uh, at the trade deadline. So I thought that was very interesting uh, considering, you know, last year uh, the moves that Cleveland made uh, during that uh, trade deadline when they acquired Mozgov, uh, Timothy Mozgov and uh, Iman Shumpert and uh, J.R. Smith, uh, which really turned their se- season around. Uh, if I might say so, um, they went from, you know, barely above 500 at that point in time because they spent a majority of the early part, part of that season basically trying to find themselves and figure out how to play. And then after that move was made, uh, they went on a nice run. Um, but no team made that type of move. Uh, this, this trade, uh, deadline, uh, I, I guess the most significant move that was made was uh, the trade that uh, happened between uh, Detroit and Orlando, where the Pistons received Tobias Harris and Detroit sent Brandon Jennings down to Orlando. Uh, we'll see how that pans out. I know Detroit is uh, on right on the cuffs of uh, being in the playoffs playoff picture. I think they're about a game and a half, two games outside of that picture right now. So we'll see uh, what type of an impact that move makes. I I think Tobias will fit well with what uh, Stan Van Gundy wants to do uh, down there. But, uh, you know, time time will tell. Um, But, uh, you know, that again, the the trade deadline, you know, it, it came and went. No moves were made. I was surprised that uh, Chicago didn't make a move. And, I, and I'm going to talk about them a little bit later on. But uh, I was surprised that uh, no move was made in light of the injuries uh, that they've uh, acquired over the last you know, few weeks. Well, actually, the, the last few months with uh, Noah going down uh, a, a while back. So... And that really hurt the team, but no moves made by them. So uh, overall, it it was relatively quiet.
throughout the NBA. Uh, I, I know that uh, Golden State just picked up Anderson Verizal, uh, so they've just made their bench even deeper now. And and quite honestly, how how deep can you get? But you know, who knows? I mean, they're I don't I don't see them uh, stumbling at all within the next few weeks. And I might get to them in in a little bit uh, as I talk about some of the speculation with KD. But uh, next, I want to talk about something that uh, happened on Sunday afternoon and then the next day, an absolute dud. And and that's Anthony Davis. Now, before the season began, a lot of uh, analysts and basketball heads and, you know, myself to a certain extent, I was, we were, we were putting Anthony Davis in that top tier of players that top echelon of, of players, you know, future first ballot Hall of Famer, the future face of the league, a guy that's going to win multiple championships possibly. And this season, for more reasons than one, uh, he just hasn't made the impact that we all thought that he would make uh, coming into the season, especially coming off of the uh the, the season that he had last year. But Sunday we saw a, a, a glimpse of the potential of Anthony Davis when he put up 59 points and 20 rebounds uh, against Detroit in, in that afternoon game. And the basketball world was abuzz. I mean, he basically, you know, was lights out that game. Couldn't miss anything. He hit, I think he went uh, two for two from the three-point line and was extremely efficient from the field overall. And uh, we were like, okay, that's that guy that we had all uh, thought would be the, the, the heir apparent and, and take the torch from LeBron and, and, and rival Kevin Durant and, and, you know, even Steph Curry uh, for the years to come. But, you know, he had that spectacular game. And then the very next game, uh, you play, he plays at Washington and he puts up nine points and 20 rebounds. Now, granted, the 20 rebounds is great, but you know, nine points. How do you go from 59 points one game to just nine points the next? And I think this is the inconsistency that has a lot of us, uh, you know, who are Anthony Davis fans, you know, kind of puzzled with uh, the, the lack of consistency that we're seeing out of him. Now, I, I must say that the organization really didn't uh, help him out one bit with uh, them getting rid of Monty Williams, which, by the way, uh, prayers goes out to Monty Williams and uh, his his five children with the loss of of his wife and their mother. Um, I don't know if uh, you've had an opportunity to watch uh, what he had to say at her funeral, but it was very touching. It was very moving. And if only um, all of us could uh, take just a bit of, of, of what he said to heart and, and we, we'd uh, definitely be better people for that. But uh, not to, die, not to uh, change subjects, but 
I, I believe New Orleans made a, a terrible mistake by getting rid of Monty Williams and uh, acquiring Alvin Gentry um, in the offseason. I, I think that that in and of itself basically created uh, somewhat of an identity crisis with the team who lacks leadership, number one. And number two, you have a few guys uh, on that team that want to uh, dominate the ball and score as well. So, I, you know, I, I don't know if it's a good mix for those guys, but um, I, I, I just don't, I just don't know. So, um, and and looking at the box score, you know, I saw that uh, Jeru Holiday put up twenty one shots, and yet, uh, you know, uh, Anthony Davis only was able to uh, put up nine. Now, granted, Washington they were playing tough defense; they were doubling him every chance they got. Uh, and they were making it tough on him. They they wanted to get the ball out, wanted to get the ball out of his hand. So that played a major part in it also. But to be an impact player, to be a marquee player, to be that uh, go to guy, that dominant player, you have to have a, a greater impact than he's had uh, against the Wizards. You just can't, you know, have games where you put up fifty nine one game and and then only. Uh, put up uh, nine the next game. So uh, we, we just want to see more consistency out of Anthony Davis. So with that being said, we're going to take a break. And uh, when we get back, I want to talk about some surprises in the NBA, two teams that I think uh, uh, some of the top uh, guys in the league need to be look, look, looking out for and uh, worried about. So uh, we'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to J.D. Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. 
Welcome back. It's uh, Maurice sitting in for JD and uh, still talking NBA. And there's two teams that I want to uh, bring up that I think are going to uh, turn some heads uh, in when it when it comes to playoff times. That is, if the, if they're in the playoff picture by the end of the season. I'm going to start with uh, Charlotte first and foremost. I, I think the Charlotte Hornets are a team that can uh, create some matchup problems with uh, whoever they, they face because you have a guy in Kimba Walker who's proven to be a pl- prolific scorer. Uh, he, he's, he's a guy that uh, can put a team on his back in the fourth quarter and make all types of shots. He can shoot the three. He can shoot the mid-range. He, he's very quick with the ball. He has good handles. He can break down defenses. He's can, he can score around the bucket. If he gets to the line, he's going to hit over 80%, 85% of his free throws. So I, I, I believe when you have a guy like that and uh, with, with the supporting cast around him, you, you have a team that can really uh, cause some problems. Now, I, I believe they're tied with the Bulls right now for the 7 and 8 spot. Um, But if they hang around that 7 or 8 spot, depending on where they finish, and they have to face a a Cleveland team or a a Toronto, I I believe that they can create some matchup problems for for both of those teams. Now, they have Al Jefferson. Right now, he's he's just come back from, I believe, an ankle uh, issue. And they're trying to work him back into the lineup slowly. I believe he came off the bench the other night and have had a decent game for the amount of minutes that he's played. But um, I, I believe that uh, that team right there is a team to watch out for. Another team, and, and this is a, a team that I didn't think about uh, before, is, is Boston. Well-balanced team, a well-coached team. I know that there was uh, some talk of them trying to get Kevin Love. Uh, that was uh, part of the rumblings before the trade deadline. But I believe with what they have right now, you have uh, Avery Bradley, who's gotten much better offensively. He's he's uh, definitely put in the work in the offseason, developed a, a jump shot. He's, he's hitting the three, a wide open three, uh, consistently, uh, especially from the corner. And uh, – He's a he's a ball hawk on defense. He's a great defender. And then you have Isaiah Thomas, who's running the point, and he's kind of uh, in that Kimbo mode where he can break a defense down. He can stroke you to death from the three point line if you leave leave him open. And he's a good facilitator on the floor. And uh, with uh, Olenek, you know, a, a stretch four type of player, he can also play the five. But with the ability to play with his back to the basket, you know, great post moves up and unders, but also can stretch the floor, shoot the three. And, and, and for his size at 6'11", six, six he can put the ball on the floor and attack the bucket and get to the line as well. So that's another team in the East that uh, can create problems. I think they're uh, number three right now in the Eastern uh, standings, if I'm not mistaken. Let me check real quick standings i believe they're three uh playoff 
Well, yeah, they're they're four. They're tied for third right now with Miami. Uh, so, and that's another. Miami is another team that has is really surprising me, even with the number of injuries and the amount of games that Wade has missed, and uh, I believe Whiteside has been out a couple of games, some for disciplinary inactions and and uh, whatnot. Big news out of Miami though uh, today was in regards to Chris Bosh and. I believe there's another uh, case of a potential blood clot in his calf again. So the uh, organization wants him to uh, meet with them and and sit down and consider uh, all the options. And they, they're looking at possibly sitting him out for the rest of the season again, which would be a total bummer because the same thing happened last year. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, all of those teams are playing well in the East. Uh, Charlotte, again, you know, at, in the number seven spot. Uh, and, and Miami at number three tied with Boston at number four, who are both eight and a half behind, uh, eight and a half games behind Cleveland. Now, the other team that I want to talk about is out West. And this team, I believe, was uh, preseason ranked to finish last in the entire conference and that is the portland trailblazers uh they played brooklyn last night it was actually a pretty good game uh portland uh led most of the first half just about all of the first half they they dominated it and then uh brooklyn was able to climb back into that game but for a team that basically lost almost their entire well I'd say four guys from their starting five, three or four guys from their starting five last year. They've put, they've rallied the troops. They've put together a squad that is really playing hard. Uh, and the key thing here is you have two guards, Damian Lillard and uh, CJ McCollum who are playing lights out and they're really going toe to toe with uh, the output that, the Splash Brothers have been given. They've been putting up extremely uh, great numbers over the last uh, few games. And think about Damian Lillard. You know, it's just so unfortunate that we live in a uh, a day where the league is pretty much point guard dominated. So the competition and the 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 level of play at that position is probably at its peak in in regards to the entire uh, backdrop of NBA history. Um, And and that's why he's been, you know, left off of the Olympic team, left off of the world team, uh, world FIBA championship team. He's been left off of uh, all-star teams. And just this past, you know, two weeks ago, didn't participate in the all-star game. And that type of uh, rejection can do one or two things. It could make you either shell up and just get so frustrated to the point that you no longer perform at the level that you were, were doing before, or it gives you fuel to your fire and you go out every game looking to prove a point. And that's what Damien's been doing. He's been coming out every game 
looking to give it to whoever the opposing point guard is or whoever the team is. Uh, it doesn't matter. I think he put up 50-something a couple of games ago. He put up uh, – him and CJ put up 30-something uh, last night. So he's on a mission, and that team is on a mission. They're getting, they're getting good contributions from uh, some of their uh, bench players as well, uh, specifically Myers Leonard. He's uh, coming up big off the bench. And uh, I believe he's coming off the bench. So that's a team that can uh, cause some issues as well when you look, you know, down the road uh, in terms of the Western Conference playoff picture, potentially. Right now they're sitting at number seven uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, they're, they're a game and a half ahead of Utah, who's in the eighth spot. So if the playoffs were to start today, you're looking at a San Antonio-Portland uh, matchup. Now, granted, uh, I, I believe San Antonio, I, I think that was a first round matchup last year, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I can't, I, did Portland beat San Antonio? I, I can't remember. My, my memory is foggy. But uh, if they match up with San Antonio, or even if they match up with Golden State, now we know what happened the first game after the All Star break. Portland put a shellacking on Golden State. They ended up beating them by, I believe, 31 points. And you don't just beat Golden State by 31 and it'd be a fluke. You know, what it is is they match up very well with Golden State. You have two guards that are, you know, assassins, and they match up very well with Steph and and, and, uh, and Clay. uh, you, you know, and I believe that their wing players in their, in their uh, front court can match up defensively with uh, Draymond, with uh, Iguodala, with Barnes, with uh, uh, what's his name, uh, the big guy, I get brain cramp. But um, I, I believe that, you know, they too, just like Charlotte, can cause some issues in the first round of the playoffs. I'm not saying that they, they're going to go ahead and knock off a San Antonio or knock off a Golden State, but you could see a first series, you know, a first round series go six or seven games because of two guys. When A team that has two guys that are uh, offensive-minded and, and they play pretty good defense on a perimeter, you know, that's a dangerous team. Similar to OKC with uh, Westbrook, and, uh, and and Kevin Durant, you know, when you have two guys that can really apply a pressure on a team and, and, and uh, you know, score the ball in, in a number of ways, you know, that's a team to really look out for. Now, and that this is a good segue real quick to uh, OKC and more specifically Kevin Durant. Uh, last week and even, even uh, this week, there's been uh, speculation of, Kevin Durant possibly going to Golden State in the offseason during free agency. And, you know, what does that mean for OKC? And quite frankly, what does that mean for Russell Westbrook? You know, I don't know. I, I think that uh, that w- Kevin Durant will be the first domino that falls in that regard. And uh, Russell will, will respond accordingly. Now, what are the pros and cons to him going to Golden State? What are, what are the pros and cons of, of Kevin Durant? suiting up for Golden State next year. Well, the pros are you're adding a, a, another weapon and you're taking a weapon for, away from another team. 
You know, he's he's a knockdown shooter. And I believe that Kevin is such uh, uh, a non-selfish, unselfish player that he wouldn't mind playing second fiddle or even possibly third fiddle to uh, Steph and Clay. I think he'll just fit right in and uh, go, you know, do well. The cons is from the Golden State point of view, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, if they go ahead and run the table, not necessarily run the table, but if they finish with a record better than 72 and 10 and then finish the season with another title, why would you want to mess up with that chemistry? Now, they'd have to figure out a way to sign Harrison Barnes in the offseason, but I'd rather see them do that and uh, instead of uh, signing Kevin Durant and experimenting. So I think that's where I'm at with with that, you know, that story. Golden State, you don't need Kevin Durant. Stick with what you have. And with that being said, we're going to take a break. And uh, on the other side, I want to talk about these Chicago Bulls because they're really ticking me off. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety Ray Ellis on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. 
or send an email to JD Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, welcome back to the Man Cave. This is Maurice. Uh, before I get into a little bit of college basketball, I wanted to wrap up the NBA segment by talking about uh, my Chicago Bulls. Uh, the enigma called the Chicago Bulls. Uh, the question has been the same the entire season. Who are they? Who are the Chicago Bulls? What are they? And I believe that the answer is being forced upon them right now. And it's quite apparent that they are no longer a defensive team. You know, with Thibodeau being gone, he was their leader. Quite honestly, there's no leader on the floor. Thibodeau was their leader. He was their voice. And now you have a Jimmy Butler that's trying to step up into that role that he's never had before. And, you know, typically that role is, is for point guards or those that, you know, dominate the ball. And this is, you know, new territory for Jimmy. And I believe that some of his incidents you know, being too outspoken in media and really saying the wrong things in media, that really stems from not having any experience in that leadership role. So right now you have a team that has no identity, that has no leadership. They don't have the ability to hang their hat on the style of play that they used to play, which was hard-nosed, defensive-minded, I'm going to get all up in your jock strap, you're you know, handcuffed, don't try to come to the hole because you're going to get a body put on you and your shot's going to get rejected. That type of defense is non-existent. Number, you know, for a number of reasons. Uh, quite frankly, Pau Gasol, with the acquisition of him, Last season, right then and there, the defensive numbers took a nosedive even before he stepped on the floor. And, you know, I, I recall uh, chatting with a couple of people who were Lakers fans, and they, they liked what Powell brought to the table offensively, but defensively, he's just a sieve. You know, he, 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 can't, he can't move. He, he, his feet are cemented in one place, and you know, with the 50-50 balls and having to move a few feet just to grab a rebound, he can't do it. So that affects defense as well when you don't get those loose, ball, uh, loose balls and, and, and start transition offense and you're giving the team second and third uh, opportunities to score. That's a problem. But as the team as a whole, uh, the Bulls are probably – the least athletic team in the entire league. You know, it, it, they, there's no athleticism. There's no agility outside of a, a Derrick Rose, who I'll talk about in a, in, in, a, in a few seconds. Outside of a Derrick Rose and a Jimmy Butler, there is absolutely no athleticism on this team, no quickness on this team whatsoever. And that goes from for Pau Gasol, that goes to Nikolai Miritic, uh, Doug McDermott, 
Tony Snell, who has length, but, you know, he just doesn't have the athleticism to be able to play at a high level and to, to be successful in this league today. There's a level of athleticism and, and agility that you have to have. Now, you may look at Steph Curry and, and see that, you know, he's not the most athletic dude in the world, but his skill level is so high and his ball handling skills are so high. And he, he's, he does have the ability to move laterally. And that's the issue with this Bulls team. There's a lack of mobility laterally. You know, even with Bobby Porters, who I believe is going to turn out to be a pretty good player, you know, in this league. And, uh, you know, Mike Dunleavy, who's 36 years old now, coming off back surgery, back ailments, and he's still, you know, trying to get his feet under him. He played a very good game the other night. I, I just want to mention that. It, you know, I'm, I'm not dumping on him. I, he, he, I think he's a key piece to this team. But overall, they just don't have enough athleticism to be a, a, a contender in this league. And uh, right now, since they're void of any defense, for them to win, they have to outscore teams. Plain and simple. They have to outscore teams. They're going to have to put up big numbers, 110, 115, 120 you know, points a game, and they're going to have to get big contributions from multiple guys you know, on that team. Now, I like what Etwan Moore has been able to give them in the absence of uh, Jimmy Butler over these last few games. Uh, I think Jimmy's going to be out for another week and a half, two weeks. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. But, you know, right now, who knows, man? I, I, I can't put my finger on it. And I've been saying this since November 29th or November 30th, whenever the uh, opening opening game was. We don't know who this team is. Uh, they'll, they'll beat Toronto one night and then lose to Orlando or lose to Charlotte or lose to uh, Utah. They'll beat the top, you know, they'll beat the OKC and they'll beat the Clippers, but lose to, uh, I don't know, Sacramento. I mean, they didn't lose to Sacramento, but the point I'm trying to make is they are just so inconsistent, and that's because of leadership. Now, Derek Rose, as much flack as I've given him uh, in the past and Quite frankly, you know, that stemmed from uh, two years ago when, you know, he was just coming off that initial ACL surgery and he was cleared by the doctors to be able to uh, play and he chose not to play. You know, I, I really started to question his heart and his motives. <clears throat> and, of course, with some of his... Uh, interviews and interactions with media and some of the things that have come out of his come out of his mouth over the last uh, few years, you know, that really shines a light on, you know, okay, does this, does this dude really want to play basketball? And then he starts off slow, but, you know, going into the season, I said at the beginning of the season, I'm, I want to give him until uh, Christmas, to really get himself together, to get himself back into basketball mode. And you've seen since Christmas Day a great progression and, 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 a, and, a, 
and an uptick in his play and production. And uh, he's quietly returned back to form. Now, you're not seeing the Derek of old in regards to, I'm going to attack the basket and I'm going to dunk on your head. You're not seeing that Derek. But you are seeing a Derrick Rose that is applying a lot of pressure on defenses. He's putting the ball on the floor. He's attacking the cup with reckless abandon again. Again, he's not leaping out of the gym, but he's finishing at the cup. And, you know, these last five games without without Jimmy Butler in the lineup, he's averaging 22 points, 5.4 rebounds, 5.4 assists, and he's shooting 46.7% from the field and also 45.5% from the three-point line. Now, that's the epitome of of efficient, especially for uh, someone that doesn't necessarily, when when you look at the box scores, you know, in previous years, you know, even in his all, you know, his MVP year, you know, he wasn't always – uh, an efficient player, you know, you'll see, you know, a lot of points, but you'll see a lot of shot attempts. And quite frankly, he had to put up a lot of shot attempts because they had absolutely nothing offensively, uh, to, to work with. But, uh, I have no problem with Derek. You know, I, I just hope that other guys can step up and fill the void and it really hurts them not having Noah. I think Noah not being in the lineup really hurts them defensively. And also with his ability to play that point five, you know, uh, catch the ball at the, uh, at the, at the free throw line extended and really uh, facilitate from there. So we'll see. I mean, there's, there's uh, about 20 some games left in the season. Uh, I be- they're only like a game and a half out of the third spot. If, if I'm not mistaken. So the good thing about the East is it's, it's all bunched up uh, a couple of wins here and a couple of losses by a few teams. Uh, then you'll be, be right back in the thick of things uh, right now. They're sitting actually uh, two and a half games. I'm sorry, two and a half games outside of the third uh, spot. So, you know, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of basketball to be played and, We'll see what happens. So uh, really quickly, I want to talk about some college basketball. Um, Is there a title contender out there? I I don't know. I have no clue. Is it Carolina? Is Is it Kansas? Oklahoma? Villanova, who's number one right now? A Villanova team that was beaten soundly by Oklahoma back in December and, and Virginia, by the way, uh, or is it Xavier? Xavier's, uh, number five right now, but the same Xavier team who actually Villanova and Xavier play tonight, the same Xavier team was trounced by Villanova by 31 points earlier in the season. So does a contender get trounced by 31 points? Now you might say, well, Golden State got beat by 31 points to you know up in portland the other night but that's a different beast you know with college basketball with with there being so much parity in college i don't think any title contender or a team that would consider themselves to be a title contender should ever get beaten by 31 points uh especially in a uh, conference game so i don't know man you know time will tell 
Uh, we're coming up, I, I think, the, for most of these teams, they have about five or six more con- conference games left, and then their conference tourneys, uh, schedule, uh, conference tourneys start. So we'll see. Uh, there's a lot of basketball to be played. Uh, okay. On the other side of the break, I want to briefly talk about Ben Simmons and uh, his effectiveness at the college level but also how that's going to translate to the league. So when we get back, I'm going to talk about him, and then I'm going to talk about uh, RG3 and get into some other things. So I'll be right back. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. school to the pros we we cover everything everything. let your voice be heard voice america sports these days everyone is looking for information on staying young healthy and fit the voice america health and wellness network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you we talk about everything from diet fitness and aging to substance abuse personal growth mental health and much more learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're inside the man cave. We're ready to talk with you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Harris at high-intensitysports.com. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, before hitting the break, I was talking about some college basketball. And uh, one of the things I want to talk about is the young kid, Ben Simmons at LSU. Uh, And I want to pose a question. Is Ben Simmons overrated? And the reason I the reason I ask this and this is a rhetorical question, kind of um, someone that is a blue chipper or a undoubtable number one pick in this coming uh, NBA uh, coming up NBA draft, you would think that even if they're uh, his supporting cast was was mediocre at best. He would be able to get their team into the tournament, the field of uh, 68 or whatever the number is now. 
That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen at all. Right now, they're sitting with an overall record of 16 and 12. And they're only nine and six in the conference. A conference that, you know, I might add that is not a dominant conference. It's a very mediocre conference. This is a down year for Kentucky. They're right now, you know, at number 16 at 21 and 7. They're 11 and 4 in conference. Uh, the second team is uh, South Carolina. They're 22 and 5, 9 and 5. And Vanderbilt is uh, 17 and 11, 9 and 6. Texas A&M sandwiched in between 20 and 7, 9 and 5 in conference. So conference-wise, LSU is right there with uh, – you know, the bulk of uh, the top tier in that in that SEC conference, but their overall record is not going to get them into the tournament. The only way that they'll be able to squeeze in is if they win the SEC championship, which is a, a long shot, you know. So, so my question is, and again, it's a rhetorical question, is Ben Simmons overrated? Now, I... It may not be a fair question to him because, you know, coming from Australia, growing up in Australia, playing basketball there, you know, it's a it's a much bigger jump going from playing high school ball in Australia and then coming here to play college basketball. But something that you're seeing is very similar to what we what we uh, see in Anthony Davis. And quite honestly, in many ways, they look like potentially the same type of player. With uh, Ben Simmons being able to put the ball on the floor, him being able to shoot some, he can play in the post a bit, he's agile, athletic. But the problem is, and this is where the similarity, you know, Anthony Davis has all those traits also, especially with him uh, being a point guard in uh, high school and then sprouting, you know, to 19 feet tall and then being forced to play in the post. But he does have the ability to handle the ball. But the question is, can someone uh, that is passive aggressive, like a Ben Simmons, and even like an Anthony Davis to a certain extent, can they really dominate? Uh, in the league. And, and, and that's the question for Anthony Davis. But when we speak of Ben Simmons, you know, he has, he has a passive aggressive type of game. He has all the skill in the world to really dominate. But I believe that he's such an unselfish guy. And I believe some of that may be cultural as well in terms of him, his upraising, uh, uh, upbringing in, in Australia. They, they're probably more of a uh, team-oriented, almost like European style of basketball where there's great passing, great skill level. But will that hinder him at the next level? You know, you'd hate to say, well, how can, it, how can you be hindered if you have this type of skill set? But we see Kevin Durant kind of being put into that category of, does he have the dog in him to go out and get a championship? I believe that we're going to be saying the same thing about Anthony Davis within the next year or two after this, the, you know, young, young honeymoon is over. I mean, he's a, he's an all-star, so it's not really a honeymoon anymore, but people are going to start placing a demand on 
Anthony Davis, where are the championships? Because that's a sign of greatness, a, a, a sign of being at that next level. So, you know, that's the, that's the question about Ben Simmons that I have. Uh, can he become more aggressive? And I like to see him become aggressive, and, and especially on the national stage during the uh, SEC conference tournament. I want to see Ben Simmons come out and dominate and go out there and take his team to the tournament. That will speak volumes to me. Very quickly, I want to switch gears uh, and talk about uh, RG3 and uh, him being released. Uh, the Redskins basically announcing that, you know, they're parting ways with RG3. What's a good landing spot for RG3? And I thought about this earlier this morning. Uh, a couple of teams come to mind, Houston, Cleveland, Dallas, Kansas City. You know, I, I believe all four of those would be viable options. Kansas City will probably be Kansas City and Dallas will probably be uh, last on that totem pole if RG3 is seeking to play immediately. I believe that if he uh, goes to Houston or Cleveland, he can be your starting quarterback uh, come come September. Uh, so it's a matter of you know where does he want to go? Where does he feel most comfortable at? I believe uh, playing under uh, Jackson and Cleveland would be good. And I believe that uh, him being in Houston would be good as well. Could he be the heir apparent to Romo in Dallas or the heir apparent to uh, Alex Smith in Kansas City and playing for uh, a coach that uh, is, is a good coach for uh, quarterbacks? So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a question that he's going to have to answer and, and, and pick the best, best situation for him. So that's that. Real quickly, Tiger Woods uh, got conflicting stories. A couple of days ago, a story came out talking about, you know, he's regressed. His back situation isn't getting any better. Uh, he couldn't walk. He, when he rides in the car, he has to recline the passenger seat. He can't drive. And then this morning, he releases a, a uh, photo on uh, Twitter, I believe, that uh, shows him swinging in a, in a golf simulator with the caption, quote, progressing nicely, end quote. See, now, this is my issue with Tiger here. Now, I'm the biggest Tiger, fan, Tiger Woods fan in the world. Uh, you know, I, whether he wins or loses, I'm watching the tournament. I watch golf anyway, so even, even when he's not playing, because there's a lot of great talent on the tour now. But I've heard this before. I've heard Tiger say, I'm feeling great. I feel good. You know, uh, my glutes feel are activated <laughs> and he's, he's put on this optimistic front and then everything just explodes on him. Everything just falls apart. His body falls apart. So I'm not on the bandwagon anymore. And I'm not saying I don't want to see him. succeed. I want him to win. I want him to succeed, but I'm not hopping on that bandwagon anymore where I'm like, okay, yes, Tiger's back. I can't do it. So you know, I hope he recovers. I don't know if he's going to be ready for the Masters coming up in a, in a, in a, in a month or so. In a, uh, well, in April, but we'll see. Real quickly, Major League Baseball, Cubs are the odds on favorite to win the World Series. I'm not a Cubs fan. I'm a White Sox fan. Uh, hey, who knows? 
But uh, you have the uh, Dodgers and the Astros that are next in line at 10 to 1. Cubs are at 4 to 1. Mets and Red Sox at 12 to 1. And the World Series champions, Royals, are at 18 to 1. How does that happen? I don't know. But uh, we'll see. All right, we're just about out of here. But make sure you come on back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. East, 3 p.m. West for another edition of The Man Cave with J.D. Harris and Ray Austin on the Voice America Sports Channel. See you soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.